You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom and we are going to discuss uh some hardcore uh i'm going to bring people's tweets into it and uh Where before are you we right get now, oh i'm in Olean, new york perhaps you've heard of it it's no. a bustling metropolis with a i believe a concrete factory across from the hotel uh, that's pretty nice though. It's a nice little hotel. You got good to know. Yeah. Decent hotel. Uh, I'm going to say one thing before we launch into it. There's travelers, hotels, business people, hotels. And then there's the hotels that just hope that every place else is sold out and you end up at their fucking shithole. Too much of that for me on this tour. I, as long as you're going to be snobby, do it right. Get these new avid shits that are like have they have no personality hotel, but everything in them works. Just give me that. I'm not looking for a boutique experience. <laughs> I mean, just fucking middle make of it. Middle well, of yeah, please. What uh, microphone? Today you, I had to, what microphone are you rocking with? Because you sound very good. Thank you. Uh, this is a, a pro. You know, it's the it's a knockoff of the most popular podcasting mic in the world. So if that one is 700, this one's 300. Uh, If I could just say I went so far today as to call the hotel service provider to get my room whitelisted to play PlayStation 5 on their Wi-Fi. Do you know what the gentleman, Ricky, who took my call, he said he walked me through the whole thing. And I go, do you get this call a lot? He said, it's the majority of our calls. Amazing. <laughs> wow. So Incredible. that's people want to play the PlayStations. Man. Uh, I love which, it. By the I way, love it. I'm going to start. You can try to rob me, everybody. I'll take it into the, to the hotel every night. I am going to bring a Pelican case with nothing but a PlayStation in the next door. Lou does um, it. My, our friend Lou, our mutual friend. Makes sense. Yeah. I should add them on the games. Uh, let's do sponsors. Sponsors, please send your love and greetings to Convulse Records. Uh, PlayStation. Send your love and greetings to To Live a Lie. Uh, Xbox. Send your love and greetings to Close Casket Activities. Uh, Alienware brand uh, gaming laptop. What about Dreamcast? I like Dreamcast. We can say it. It's just I didn't want to do any like old gen consoles i thought i might be insulting but uh, we'll we'll do it next and send love and greetings to run for cover records uh classic dreamcast hell yeah guys today we are going to talk about closed casket activities and run for cover let's start with closed casket activities closedcasketactivities.com guys they have a new record coming out uh this one is debuting today uh, we don't get the exclusive on it, but there will be a single out today. 
Uh, it is Andrew Nolan and God is War. The record is called The Hunt. Mm. What y'all know about this one? I know not a thing. Is that the same dude or is this a collaborative record? It's a collaborative record. Okay. <laughs> Take it away. I know not a thing. So God is War is sort of like noisy electronic music usually. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is kind of what, what this is sort of like. But um, So it's like a collaborative record. The single is also called The Hunt. And it's uh, Andrew Nolan and God is War featuring New Villain. It's a, actually like there's a rapper over like the electronic noise. Yeah. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. Good. I, I thought it was super interesting. Uh, I hope that Andrew Nolan and God is War as well as New Villain uh, come out and say uh, this song is the title track of our new album. Uh, called the hunt. The song is also called the, the hunt. hunt. <laughs> so, uh, everybody should check that out on Close Casket Activities. If it's, it should be up for order today. And uh, yo, kudos to to Justin and the folks over at Close Casket Activities, not only for providing a fine independent business to the uh, Troy area, um, but also for. Being eclectic, I was thinking about him. He's who's who do you think is the best pitcher in New York right now, Tom? It pains me to say probably Garrett Cole. Really? Over well, oh, that's right. It would be Edwin Diaz, but you know. Um, well, Garrett Cole's got a few pitches, just like close guys got activities. Uh, you know, I think you all know what his fastball is, I think you all know what his slider is. I see some of the noisier stuff he does is this change up that kind of uh, oddly hits people who are really down for the more fastball pitch things uh, that he puts out. So if you haven't heard God is war yet, please check out the release. He's already done and give this one a listen. Singles out today. Close casket activities.com. Shout out. Because I think like, if, if that brings some fight. I'm sorry. No, it brings people that like probably would not be privy to this otherwise because electronic music, like this style of stuff, is big. Yeah, but to, it's I, I have no fucking idea about any of it. But like, I think him having this alongside a fucking you know an incendiary record and a living weapon record makes it you know like people go I'll check this out and probably opens up people's palates to stuff that they never would have heard otherwise, which is cool. Absolutely, that's all. One hundred percent. And I, I think. I think I don't even know where I'd start if I was curious about this stuff because I think there are people who yeah. are from the heavy music side of things, um, and especially even stuff like this where you're seeing a collaboration with with rap. I, it, it's kind of interesting to hear, and certainly something Close Casket Activities is no stranger to. So, all right, runforcoverrecords.com, runforcoverrecords.com. We got through the Close Casket. Good activities read discussing rap and somehow no jokes were made. Good job, Patrick. You're exerting great self control. Uh, yo, we got a release coming out from from Patrick's boy Adam. Why don't we talk about this, guys? Well, Wikiphase Springs Eternal. What do you got, Pat? I listened to the single. The single is actually really good. It sounds like the Cure. Which so I have yeah, not. You, you sold it instantly. Oh, Cure! On that. Like fast, like bass driven. Like the cure, yeah. Like first couple records, yeah. And if you like Adam's voice, this is exactly is like scratches all the itches. That's so interesting. Okay, I, I you sold it to me that simply in the the chat. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, PK, what do you got to say on this? Uh, support everything he ever does. Uh, I will say that this is uh, animal 
my animal rights uh, interests aside, this is the best album cover I've seen in my life. Um, I uh, why that? Uh, what's 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 on there that offends you as a hardline militant vegan straight edge? Raid it member? is. I mean, it's it, the Rick to life on a horse meme uh, has been resurrected in Adam on a horse meme. It's mm. it's Adam looking serious. Uh, his face being kind of uh, chur- what, what? How would, did we agree? We say that churro. What's the word? Where something's coming out of darkness. So it's the. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you. Um, so it's it's almost it's that against the sunset. It's it's actually it's kind of a beautiful image. Uh, the uh, he's a handsome fella, and. Uh, the, the horse is handsome, kind of. The horse has uh, screamo hair. I'm noticing now, uh, but <laughs> it's just a ridiculous. It's a rid- it's a ridiculous image. Mm, uh, that it is. And the merch, the merch is ridiculous. I, I think uh, the merch rips kind of. I think it's cool. I mean, the one shirt I'm actually going to buy, uh, just because I it, normally when I want to support friends, I I kind of don't because I go, damn, I'm never going to wear this shit. Right, you but talk about one shirt I would wear. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> You're talking about, about supporting it. Nah. Nah, no, I never I never do. Um but uh <laughs> this is it, it, they're doing uh run for cover for this release is doing <laughs> kudos to them for this. Uh I don't know how big these freaky little dolls are going to be, but it looks like he's going to have some type of doll with an accompanying horse is that yes. correct yes so uh that's kind of exciting so if you're if you've been thinking man i would love a wicker phase doll but specifically one with a horse run for covers got you um i have a quick game tom you get to opt in to either helping ask questions or just answering the questions along with patrick what would you like to do you want to ask questions or answer? all right you're going to answer okay yeah. um this is strictly about the Wikiface Springs Eternal self-titled new album that is coming out shipping on or near June 2nd. Oh, good day. Um, so are you guys ready? I'm, I'm making these up off the top. Okay. Um, if, uh, uh, if Run for Cover decided to make silhouette photo t-shirts of this Wikiface shirt with Adam's face on, sort of Jane Dode, if you will. Yes. Do they also, yes or no, do they also include a Jane Dode version of the horse head? Yes. Uh, obviously. Yes. yes. Same okay. All right. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, different answer from each other. Tom gets the answer first. What is the red thing that Adam has under, like in front of him in this photo? The red thing he has in front of him. Oh, your color's tough. The thing that's kind of right dead center uh, yeah. of the photo. Yeah. Um, the Noro box. Okay, Patrick, what is your answer? Uh, I closed the uh, window, so I'm gonna just uh, guess from memory and say it is uh, a uh, 2015 vape. Okay, uh, I believe my answer to my own question would be the barrel that um, are they Saint Bernards the the. Swiss army dogs that they hold. That's what I picture he has there. Mm. Um, He is petting the horse or comforting the horse. What is it that he is saying to the horse? 
You're gonna be okay. I'm not that serious. Sorry, I don't know. Something like that. Good. I like that. And Patrick, what is he saying to the horse? Uh, it's kind of fucked up. You don't get any of the money from this. You should really talk to your manager. <laughs> and uh, final question. What is the uh, describe the horse's mood, temperament, or what you think the horse is thinking in this photo? If you look at his eye, it looks like the horse's eye is like looking forward, like kind of like I've had an, about enough of this. I think kind of that, I'm with you on that. Patrick, where are you at? You you in a different place? Uh, the horse seems mostly at peace. I, I'll be honest. My girlfriend is a recovering horse girl. I, I uh, she says that they're very they're animals with a ton of depth and inner life mm. i do not get that from horses i don't understand them at all i didn't grow up around them mm. so when i encounter a horse it's kind of a just a, 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 a like a like a black box where i don't i can't make anything out of them um so uh, i'm gonna say um resentment okay and then then i would like for you uh patrick mostly um, can you please reach out to Adam and let us know if he identifies as a horse guy? Sure. Because I know tons of horse girls or formerly horse girls or what have you. And uh, I don't know any horse guys. So uh, thank you. Runforcoverrecords.com. Order that Wikifay's record and uh, send us your questions about the horse or the cover. Mm. Uh, guys, how we doing? How we feeling? How's the internet treating us today? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the internet's full of a lot of sick people, man. <laughs> it's uh, so there was that article that came out, uh, uh, or, or news, whatever type of fucking write up. It's uh, Jerron Lanier, you know, this fella, whatever, nobody does. Um, he's the godfather of virtual reality. Oh, but, okay. But uh, he just did some type of interview or whatever, and he basically says that social media, he's the guy that wrote the book you know, get off social media today now or whatever it is. And I think the basic premise is that, uh, uh people, their personalities the are the title of the book is the 10 arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now. There you go. Cool. Way ahead. So yeah, I think, I think one of his, I think one of his arguments is that, um, I'm putting words in his mouth with, with this one, but maybe more, uh, fragile, uh, or, or personalities that are susceptible, but everybody to an extent has their personality uh, subsumed uh, by the positive reinforcement that they receive from social media. So it, let's say that you and I disagree on something. There's going to be a certain number of people that disagree about a thing that then go along with it uh, because that's what's going on. And that you could say that always existed, but now you have it beamed into your eyeball at all time, reinforcing the idea that if you have a, a divergent opinion, that you are some type of asshole. So uh, anyway, um, the it had me thinking about the internet because I encountered a lot of really unwell. I I've, I clicked on some hashtags I shouldn't have. Oh, and, no. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, <laughs> I, no. Um, I, I encountered some weird people. Tom, how many messages have you gotten over the past couple of days that were either directly or indirectly? Man, hardcore internet's pretty rough, huh? More than 10, probably. So uh, what we're going to get into is a thing that we've circled a little bit. We've been talking about this topic loosely, and uh, 
lo and behold, we we kind of uh, stuck our foot in a bear trap, but um, it wasn't necessarily us. So a couple of weeks ago, I think you guys will remember we had a conversation oddly about Ja Morant, uh, but but uh, bringing up the point of how media covers him, how people talk about a situation, and how it can kind of oddly snowball, and what how that can relate to hardcore, and it was sort of vague and ambiguous, but it, what I was really getting at, and I think where we landed a few times, both of you guys helped guide it into good places, thank you very much, was um, sometimes things snowball and get taken out of context and pigeon people into a place that's not fair, kind, or right. And uh, well, we saw something else with that this past weekend. Um, and and so fast forward, conversation we had that was spurred by a like, hey, you know what's weird? There's people out there right now in uh, the year of 2023 whose primary contact with hardcore is is online videos twitter social media various TikTok. kind of interactions tiktok yeah various interactions yeah. and that might be their primary if not maybe only connection to hardcore and that's weird it was weird it was a conversation we had that was kind of like isn't that different from our experience any of the three of us and how weird that is and how kind of a different take it is and and um and how maybe that doesn't totally connect and it, it's kind of different it's not it's not saying it's better or worse it's just a, a, a sort of hands back thing um that uh that that hit some notes with a, a good friend of ours friend of all, all three of us i think i can say Lovely uh, jay from jay from mindforce mm. um love him and really we truly enjoyed the band too but that's not kind of what we're here to talk about um and maybe patrick will grab the audio here and and see if we can throw it on here we'll see how hard that is if we can't we can't but we'll not see hard. if we can okay maybe we'll try to throw it on yeah, right here yo he's really good people should give this dude some credit so we'll drop it in here yo listen up for a minute there's a lot of people discovering hardcore right now for the first time through the internet give it up for them I just want to say, real quick, I think it's important to welcome these people in, but it's even more important to explain to them some ideals. For instance, watching videos and listening to bands on the internet is not hardcore. You can watch all the videos in the world, but if you're not here experiencing the moment, by definition, you're not one of us. This is for us, the people in the fucking trench. This goes out to Gridiron and Joe. And this is hardcore. Jay has taken and Mindforce collectively a lot of flack for this. And I want to ask you guys at first blush, do you did you guys find anything shocking, startling, appalling, or outrageous about what he said? Spoiler alert, not a word. Right. Pat? Uh, I did not think that this was remotely controversial. I think it speaks to uh, everything social media that, uh, and I mean that both in like the old timey, like old man sort of way, but I also mean it in the very 
immediate sort of way that in part it's because social media had the ability to blast this out to people. So forget Which is also a fucking kid. problem, if I may be so right. bold. Not everything needs to be a fucking viral moment. Right. Uh, now, I thought, a much, I thought a much better viral moment was the horse jerking off that we had two weeks ago. That was, and, I was just like, I don't know what I'm watching. It was incredible. And I, I agree. And I, thought, cr- I thought that it made a lot of sense, honestly. I, I, I spoke, spoke to me. Yeah, spoke to me. But And is it Tsunami that, that uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought I saw a clip of them saying the line that I thought was so far. That it's a classic line, but it's, I, I'm not a doctor. But I know that jealousy is the disease, and I hope you get well soon. And like, Amazing. it's like, yo, that's that, that's a viral moment. I think it was tsunami. Maybe I'm fucking it up. But I, 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 I saw. A clip. I know tsunami likes plutocracy. So shout out to them. The shout out to them. Um, that was another. Incident. So Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, know, it's been a lot, man. It's been a lot. It's been it's, a lot. So, so <laughs> I will say this. <clears throat> yo, I want to take a second. Thank everybody who came out tonight. Uh. I feel sorry, man. Yo, I feel sorry for everybody who's not at this show because hardcore is special. What's going on here? This is magic, man. And if you aren't at this show, oh, I feel bad for you. All right. This next song goes out to Jimmy Two Knuckles and the Three Fists crew. Let's go. Yo, how often have you heard that or something like it? Yeah. Well, I'm upset because he, he didn't mention that my mom didn't get to the show. Well, you He's know what? shot at my mom because my mom couldn't go to the show. <laughs> None of the three of us was at that show. Is it, uh, I, uh, I'm not hardcore. So, well, so the the long story of this conversation is that yo, uh, first things first. Very first thing the fella said was a lot of people, a lot more people have been discovering hardcore through the internet, online videos than ever before. I, I think true. Let me note that's been happening for a long time. But now more than ever, uh, and for 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 mostly better. Like I think it's pretty cool how something like hardcore that's happening in small clubs and VFW halls and basements and you know outdoor street shows and different things uh, is getting attention and people are discovering it. That's cool. But I think that's. Can I inter- interject? Sorry. Please. Yeah. I think that's a double-edged sword. Oh sure, yeah, 100%. right because. Hardcore is not, I mean, as much, it's not a, even if you're not like moshing or booking shows, or whatever, it's not a fucking, you, you can't just not be a part of it. You have to be a part of it to really be into it. This is the only thing like that. Number one. Number two, I think the people, you know, like now, if you see something on the internet and you go to it online, like you can consider yourself like a hardcore kid, but the people before them, like, I'm not saying like, you the fucking eighties and nineties, you had a, you almost had to get like beaten into the fucking gang. Like it's like, <laughs> you like hardcore. Like that's not fair. Either. Well, well, right. Well, there's that. And there's the, like the beating in metaphorically of, yeah. yo, you had to like scratch and claw to find things. Like it's not like, not I even out of the it. ease of it, but people wouldn't right. want you to see it. Or whatever. To right. me, it's like the equivalent of like me and Pat are going, you know, we want to become like BJJ black belts. Mm-hmm. I go all the time. I get my fucking ass kicked all the time. Pat watches a lot of fucking videos. <laughs> and then a year from now, we, we, we're we both at some ceremony and we both get our blue belt. Sure. And we go, wait, wait, wait. Like, I, I had to do all this to get here. And then you're just able to like fly in. So let me, let me Which offer. Is kind of crazy. Like I think, so it's a two way street having it to be so 
so super, like so easily accessed from everywhere is a two way street because it makes some people feel a way that it's like I had a fucking like struggle to get to this point, you know. And then I mean, we, I I have a something to say about the whole J thing about like people reading into shit that's not fucking there. Um, but I mean, I think it's a two way street that it's awesome because it gets people into it and if people come to shows like a hardcore show, a good hardcore show. There's literally nothing in entertainment that's like it. Sure, and. Listen, I'm going to offer, I'm going to side with you on this, but I'm also going to offer a a counter view. See, that's happening. I'm going to offer a counter perspective, which is uh, there has always been a person who loves hardcore music, but simply is not of a social type, is simply would rather be at home and, and, and so let's let's uh, let's steel man the arg- the counter argument against Jay, as they say. Okay, the comic book thing. No, no, no. It's yeah, uh, that like it's, straw it, man. That's <laughs> so so. It's the idea that we are going to, uh, in good in good faith, you got it. It, it. So for our listeners, this means we're going to in good faith, uh, take on the arguments against Jay as though they're our own, so that we can say that we understand them. Okay. So first and foremost. Has there always been a kid that just loved hardcore music, but was not really socially engaged for whatever reason? Maybe he's always. A bit, yeah. Maybe he's always. a bit weird. Maybe he doesn't get on with the people locally, whatever it is. That person. Well, you know what? To consider themselves a hardcore kid. Well, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, sure. um, so has that person always existed? Yes. Um, did they, or did they not consider themselves a hardcore Good kid? Question. That's a different question. Good question. But, um, so then, uh, is there also, uh, are there people with legitimate immunocompromised concerns? Uh, are there people who's, uh, might have disabilities that make it difficult for them to get out? Yes. Are there people who might have social anxiety problems that yes. make it difficult for them to get out? All that those things are true. 600 miles from the closest show. Yes. hundred percent. Good point. Love, who- I love the people who are so far. I mean, for whatever reason, whether it's been their permanent state of being or, they're on assignment or they just find themselves there for whatever reason and they're able to stay connected to the thing. Guys, fairly certain, fairly certain in these conversations. Just as if you had closed captioning on and it was available, that it's available for the people who can see it. It's not there, you know, like, well, what about the people who can't read? It's like, what are we no, it's not being addressed against well, them. It's providing, you know. Let, let, let me let me try to put that in in clean it up, clean it up. So, uh, the comic book writer Brian Michael Bendis said a very uncontroversial thing in the same way that Jay did something that everybody has heard a thousand times in their life, which is a writer is always writing, right? So it's this idea. That to get good at something, you have to constantly be honing your craft. It's a very simple concept. Everybody is familiar with it. Ten thousand hours, people. I was just going to say that. How many he, how many jump shots do you think fucking Stephen Curry has taken in his life? Millions, this, millions. This this gentleman did not realize that he said it on the internet, which is where a thousand people told him, "There's reasons I can't write every day. I my fingers don't work. Whatever it was, <laughs> and and the thing that was lost apparently." is if it doesn't apply to you, 
it doesn't apply to you. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not speaking for the person who has stage four and can't make it to the goddamn show. That is That should be obvious. The internet is that place where people just assume that everything is a personal affront to them. But it's like, yo, do when, when in our Pat, heart, in our heart of hearts, says, yeah, go on. in our heart of hearts, do we believe that Jay was like, hey, those of you currently in traction from being hit by a fucking car, you are no excuses. Be at this goddamn show. When Patrick oh. is saying every second someone isn't stage diving, I'm crying or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. dying. I, I'm dying. That was a great, great Great line. Great. He did Is that not off the cuff. I'm sorry. Off off the cuff. Perfect. Wow. Well done. Really, wow. really good. You can tell. You can see the creativity flows. You know. <laughs> um, he did not look over at the guy on crutches who broke his leg the week before and go, "You, you too. You, yeah. You're yeah. fucking whoop, killing whoop, me, bro. You know. The yeah. let's let's all like what's what's the opposite of suspended disbelief like upheld reality like (laughs) what are we talking about when we start taking that at the like what about the exception that is me i I really think seeing how that played out i i was i was left kind of in disbelief as to reading comprehension and then how people understood something that someone said at a hardcore show and tried to apply it. And it was really like, did you guys feel there was like, was there just a disconnect from reality or willful, like putting that on? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like there was like the contortions you'd have to do to know, to read into like this guy, like taking shots at anyone who didn't have access for medical reasons, medical, mental health reasons, whatever. Like, you have to there's no possible way that you could have read it's not my question that i was gonna ask you guys how much do you think was that actual real shit or people just getting their shit off being trolls so that's the hard part and that's why i brought up the john morant thing where i brought up like people be like and i said yeah yeah and and it's and then i said into the story and and i i have to say saw some pretty hateful mean downright cruel uh, mispositioning of the comment that, I mean, look, any of the three of us would feel something. Even even the stone heart, the concrete that is Patrick Kinlan would feel something if he saw went online and saw people making the comparisons uh, to, to Jay that were being thrown about. And it was just really just, it felt disingenuous and cruel. So no, I, I don't think everything that the people were saying was was what they actually felt um and i think that was part of the problem and i i I don't know how to really rectify that or or come to terms with it other than to say really quick here both of you guys have had the opportunity to get on a stage have a microphone and say hey we're indecision hey we're drug church and you got a minute or so, or really however long you want to dominate the microphone to say something. You don't got 20 minutes to go into the nuance in which that we are doing right now. Yes. Yes. Right. In the middle of so for people like I would try to explain this and like maybe it's my own experience, but like 
the uh, 20 minutes to 30 minutes that you're up on stage is a, an absolute whirlwind. doesn't feel like 30 minutes. It's fucking chaos. So like, imagine if you're not in a band, if you never had the, you know, the, the advantage, like the blessing to sing in a band. Imagine you're like running sprints while people punch you and you get to stop for like 30 seconds and have to make a cogent argument for something. <laughs> How would that go for you? Cause that's what this is like. Like it's literally, it's a, it, there are, it's a, it's sprints with physical contact and you're trying to like gather yourself to make a coherent statement. And like, of all people, of all fucking people, like Jay's got his fucking heart in the right place. And, yeah. and that's what I was going to say is I feel like we're saying this and we're giving it, but I think he said something pretty good. I think he said it pretty well. And yeah, I welcome everyone, but come if you can welcome, check it out. And yo, uh, to, to quote a band who seems to be connecting with a lot of people outside the hardcore bubble and maybe bringing them in. We can't totally tell. You got to see it live. Right. And it's just, and so that's the, the conversation is um, uh, in conversation with Jay who, who, Hey guys, he's going to join us in a couple of minutes. Oh um, yeah. What a nice surprise. Uh, I talked about the experience of the sublime which is the idea that you can see the Mona Lisa. You can see, let me use the Sistine Chapel because I went and actually saw it recently. Uh, you can experience it by looking at it online. You can see photos. You can zoom in and really navigate around. But seeing it in person is different. It's a really different thing. And that is the sublime, is to actually experience it in person. And that's kind of all that the conversation was saying when we had this little thing on Patreon was like, wow, I think about our experiences collectively, independently, and how how different, like, I'll be really honest. It's hard to capture in words what it's like when you go to your hardcore show, your first one, even recent ones, when you go to one that feels magical, it's like, whoa, that was really cool. Patrick, you were left at a loss sometimes with these drug church shows, you're you're a quite verbose dude, and sometimes you're just like, yeah, that was really cool. It was mm. really cool. All and, true. And that's kind of this thing that nobody's mad at a single person who can't go to a show in my in my book. And maybe you guys feel differently, but I'm not mad at anybody who can't go to a show for any reason. Period. Full stop. Full stop. But I will say. If you are not, if you go to a show and you have a terrible time, I'm sorry, and I hope you go to another. And if you have a terrible time, I'm sorry, I hope you go to another and find something that you enjoy. And if you've gone to a bunch of shows and you're like, I just don't like this, I'm like, feel you. Don't don't worry about going to shows. You don't got to. Nobody's nobody's making you. If it's an experience you don't enjoy, that's fine. But I, 99.9% of people you talk to hardcore, I can tell you the shows are pretty fun. It's a fun time. It's a great <laughs> fucking time. It's a great time. But I think if we're not, like, if if Jay, if someone is like, pardon me, Jay, I would like you to clarify that, which we can ask him to do in a little bit. I think, it, like, he's narrowing it down to the people that have the ability, the access, the, all this sort of stuff. If you consider yourself a hardcore kid and you don't go to shows when you are, you know, have access to all of it and it's at your fingertips and you choose to not, 
then that's the person he's calling out on, which I think there's been a, a plethora of those kind of folks because of Turnstile and because of folks, you know, are getting into stuff like at a level that they they didn't have to like kind of go through like the trenches, number one. I think there's always so Hold Steady, the band Hold Steady, which I'm gonna show that I'm a forty seven year old white guy from Brooklyn and I'm going to they have a lyric that I think is from a Dillinger Four song. Mm. And it's and it says uh, you want the scars, but you don't want the war. So, and I think Tom, that's how people look at that stuff. It's, so, Tom, I always respect your perspective on this because it's it's more hardline than where Bob and I arrive, and, and it's hey, like Tommy Hardline. I, it, it <laughs> meaning uh, you in your in as even through the lens of just like a well-adjusted adult you can still take a minor rankle, not even umbrage at the idea that, uh, that, that time and commitment to a thing don't matter. Right. And you can, even if you're not sitting on a fucking punk tribunal, calling people posers, you still can feel occasionally like, well, you don't have to say you're of a thing. So why do it unless you're of it? Right, which is very tribal. It's weird. I mean, that's the thing. Just be another thing you listen to with you next to your Taylor Swift record. That's fine. That that's correct. But that's the thing that people are are loathe. It's only hardcore. It's only loathe to admit that. And like, you know, and look. Oh, we forgot. That's interesting. We forgot a person, by the way. How dare you? In our in our steel, yeah, exactly. In our steel manning, we forgot a person, which Mm. is this. So uh, on this tour, uh, I've talked to a lot of people that have listened to Axe to Grind. Appreciate every each and every one of you. And uh, in the same day, I talked to a 20-year-old who listens to Axe to Grind religiously. And mm-hmm. I talked to a 40-year-old who listens to Axe to, uh, Axe to Grind religiously. Shout out to yeah. all of you. That's so cool. Shout out to both of you. for sure. And everyone else that listens that may not be 20 or 40 or live <laughs> the in. The ones who are like 16, 18, uh, <laughs> 7, 18, what 19. What about ones that are like hot? 22, nobody said 23, my name. like 24 year olds. I'm cool I with feel like too. as a kid. There was 25. a show, what was it? Not Sesame Street, uh, Magic Garden, where the show would end and we'd be like, We'd like to say hello to, and they'd never say my fucking name. And I always felt like, Yo, there's not a Tom on your fucking <laughs> on your list. And they'd be like, so, Hello to Hyacinth, and fucking, you know, like, whatever. My name. Wow. So here's the thing, yes. There is a person to add to the list who I saw in the replies take umbrage who should not, which is, hi, I'm 34. I just had my second child. Uh, I work <laughs> 70 plus hours a week to support my two children, and and I'm unable to make it to shows. Now, sir, <laughs> sir or madame, let me tell you didn't apply to you it didn't fucking oh, apply to you it wasn't about you, you red is fucking so small and yeah. it's just it's honestly look folks just in the plainest terms it wasn't about you it's about the larger consensus and if i'm being honest i really i actually found myself drawn to what tom was saying about it and I don't know. Uh, maybe this is a not so gentle nudge to people 
to choose to become more involved. And I say this as someone I, you know, I actually was thinking about, I was like, outside of doing a band, I think I've done just about any other participatory activity that can come with going to a show with the hardcore, just whatever it is, zine, records, demos, flyers, drawing flyers, drawing covers, making record layouts, working for record labels, putting out records, putting on fests, putting on shows, helping people put on shows, help you name it. I've done it. I know that's not Yeah. Right. And it's not, it's not like, like I want to say that I'm saying it selfishly because I've enjoyed it and I've wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way for both of you. That piece of creative expression that I've been able to do and enabled to do through hardcore, which by the way, has given me confidence to go and do other things in my life and given me the understanding like, yo, I can do that. I can do these things is something that's always been part and parcel with my enjoyment of hardcore. But I also want to acknowledge as people I've known for 20 years, 30 years, but 25 in hardcore who have done none of that other than attend shows or enjoy the music. And then some significantly more significantly less. I'm thinking of one person very specifically who would tell you his primary interests in music are punk and hardcore. And would tell a stranger on the street, yeah, probably goes to one show a year and has for the past 15 years. Mm. When he was a teenager, was a hardcore kid. His level of participation dwindled. Still his primary musical listen. How many new bands does he check out? Not many. Right. I, but, you see, I but, think, but it's such a different... Yeah. like. He, I don't feel bad about that person self-identifying as being no. in a punk, in a hardcore. Totally cool. But But I'll tell you what. He also goes, oh, man, yeah, I wish I put out a record. Oh, that seems so cool. Or, oh, you know, and like that's it, there's not the the need. There isn't the burning desire. I need to do this. I think about the experiences of all three of us in different ways. If you didn't do the band, if you didn't do put on the show, if you didn't do the I'm actively participating, how much that would change your experience with hardcore. I'm not saying it means you wouldn't be into it, but it would change your experience and I don't begrudge the person who never has or even the person who never had the desire. I find it fascinating because it's totally different from me. Right. But it's interesting because I wonder, I hope that that person isn't taking umbrage. And I actually think that's not the person Jay's talking about either. You no, know, did you time in the trenches and your life changed a little bit? No one's begrudged. It's literally the people that are brand new that are wearing the, 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 you know, flying the flag, but aren't part of it. And the whole thing about hardcore, the thing that draws everyone to it is, you know, the, the woman on the stage is the same as the woman in the crowd, as the same as the guitar player next to the person who makes the zine. We're all yeah. like on the same level. So there's no like, there's no, there should know, not be a barrier, right? If you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're not a, like, he's not saying like, if you just show up, you're just as important as the headlining band's fucking vocalist. Lead singer. Yep. Yep. That's a, I mean, that's the whole fucking thing about hardcore and punk. You think you, – all right. So Charlie Harper, fucking dude from UK subs. He was like mm-hmm. 75 years old. Yeah. Right? He probably doesn't go to a lot of shows like uh, through his own volition, only shows he's playing. You're going to tell me that dude's not a hardcore punk dude? Yeah, it's Pose Dog. Pose you know Dog, what I mean? Charlie I, Harper. He didn't even go see fucking <laughs> – 
He didn't see Drug Church last time. He didn't even. He doesn't. He hasn't even heard the Scarab demo yet. What's his problem? Yeah, like, come on, what are we doing, man? Shout out uh, to that demo. That demo's hard. Can I? Can I? Uh, I I got a question today. Uh, I somebody's doing a piece on the Capital Region. That's everybody. That's all. But he's connected to Troy. Uh, aggressive music scene. They wanted to see if I was game to answer a few. You fucking better. You fucking better. Well. <laughs> Have you, you Steve, and Nate. There have you, you ever seen a setup question like this? To what extent were Patrick and other members, I suppose, of Drug Church, involved in the Albany hardcore scene as teens or young people? Is there a way that I can answer that that won't that somebody somewhere won't go? I no, no. <laughs> well, I was there. Like the, the, the leading I, question. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was uh, to what to what extent were Patrick and other members involved in the Albany hardcore scene as teens and young people? Uh, so you first so started going to I mean, you went yes, to, sir. I was you go, like you. I started going to shows as a kid at the QE two. I saw Sick of It All it changed my life. You know, uh, you, know I, you want to hear, you want to hear how much Sick of It All changed my life? I was watching their show from Saratoga Winners, nineteen ninety five, three hours ago. There you go. Say no more, man. But I think, I mean, you can literally go through and show how possible it is to kind of be like, you know, I was just a, a, a passive participant for the first 10 years of my career. And then I did a metalcore band because that's what I really loved at the time. And I was, you know, I did Pacavi and then I started booking shows and I did end of a year and then I booked some more shows and then I filmed a video for Tom that he can't find anymore. And then, you know, and so then... So, but I, yes, those are all things for you say you have an easy answer. No, here's what I'm saying. I don't think I do because no matter what I say, that's the type of thing where if I saw one of my peers, mm, my, okay, I see where you're playing yeah. my age, answer that question. I, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak very. This is where you go large screen though. You you say I was involved like many others were. Bop bop bop, and you be inclusive with the answer, and it yeah, makes you don't it have to give your resume. Digest, yeah. Okay, like by so, uh, by year. So hold on. <laughs> there is a gap in your resume. What were you doing? Like no one's gonna fucking that's right. That's right. There's a man that two of us, I think possibly all three of us, no, I don't know him well. Uh, one of us knows him much. Better than the other two. Um, Put it in the chat so we know what the fuck you're talking about, so we can give us some context. <laughs> it, on the one, on the occasions that I was around this man. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. He was uh, aggressively shitting on another dude of his era. Okay. For trying to pare it down. It's tough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's not helping for, um, presenting in subsequent 
uh, media uh, uh, appearances as someone who was always down. As oh, right. Who, and, and so everybody, we're talking about the 40 plus crowd right now. Where's who the fuck you think you are coming around? <laughs> acting like you're all king of the scene. Whatever yeah, is yeah, a yeah. show. Uh, so uh, now here's the thing. Which gentleman is right? Which gentleman is right? I, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. Uh, but I, I just remember that sticks out about in my mind. Uh, as a thing that can happen, and I'm putting it in the chat, everybody. Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I think it depends on what your level is because, like, Bob could look at somebody and be like, Man, you didn't do shit. I booked 17,000 shows, and you did yep, like that's true. So, I mean, I think there's truth to probably both sides. You know what's the best, honestly? Honestly, I really mean this. Um, and I think it's the interesting piece. Um, is that Tom? You you you've identified it. You know, it's it's tribal. There's a tribe around it, and there's things like that. But just like uh, Jay, who we're going to have join us in a minute here, um, you especially are very welcoming to younger people. That's not everybody. Let me just be real. Like that's not everybody. I, I know I strive to do it. I think Patrick. I've seen him be kind to people in a way that he doesn't let on. Um, and that was the same energy I took from what Jay was saying in that clip, he's like, we got to welcome these people in. You don't welcome people in to something that is like this, this like distant arms reach. Tom, did anyone welcome you in to being a New York Mets fan? No, my father made me do it. Right, right. Well, so, and nobody welcomes you in to no, something like only that. Hardcore does. You welcome you in to being, uh, uh, coming into something that's, even even in today's standards, I want this understood. We're saying, you know, we're not trying to be uh, Clint Eastwood on the porch. Um, even by today's standards, it's not easy to get into hardcore and be an active participant. But saying, hey, I want to welcome them in. And that's that's the right energy. And I think that's the thing I hope people get. And, you know, Pat, you're right. How do you answer that question? Your involvement in the Albany hardcore scene as a team without coming off without without giving any falseness to it but also without giving a complete vague answer yeah and undercutting your stuff but i mean i think talking like what bob said like going into a show as a young kid or not even a young kid that just got into it for whatever reason right fucking daunting as hell people are fake punching each other or real punching each other Mm -hmm. everybody knows each other and you're walking into a room, like you ever walk into a room and you know everyone was talking about you just before you walk in the door? <laughs> sure. That's what the fuck it feels like. You can get that impression, certainly. You know what yeah. I mean? So like for someone like Jay uh, of like that's of that like standing in the hardcore and like people, you know, one of the biggest bands going and one of the most like revered dudes and everyone loves fucking everyone loves Jay. Like for him to go out there and be like, yo, everyone, everyone welcome these folks in. You know what? Half the bands that we know that we like wouldn't say that. No. They like you're gonna get punched in the face before you're really fucking down with hardcore. Like That's right. this dude's like, yo, if you found it on TikTok yesterday, come on cool, in. Cool, fine. join us. Welcome let's, to the game. Let's ask the chief gatekeeper himself. Jay has joined us. Jay, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Um, what's up, guys? My wonderful friends. How you doing? We're doing good, man. Well, We're good. Good man. I'm you doing good a, too. Okay, good. Well, so we we've been talking about it. And we we played your clip 
um, the famous one, we couldn't show. Jay, when we talked earlier, we were on the phone. Uh, you were very patient because I had a baby screaming and you just let it roll. <laughs> um, you said something that was really cool to me and I thought was cool. Immediately following your speech, the young kids that you had just met at the show, some of whom, what, it was their first show? Yeah, yeah. I met about four four or five kids who it was their first show ever. Yep. Um, and I met them after the show, and they were just so excited about it. They couldn't wait for the next one. They were really excited about the Mind Force set, and um, yeah, they really uh, took to heart what I said and um, the energy we the crowd and us put forth. It was really cool. It was really cool. That's the thing to me. I'm I'm like sitting here. Uh, Usually when I get tingles, it's douche chills. I got to be honest at this point. I'm an (laughs) old man. But I got tingles thinking about that because I was thinking about that. I'm thinking about like the earliest shows I went to that meant something to me. And hearing dudes say stuff that meant something to me on stage. Um, Yo, that's, that's, that's real thing. So I think, I hope you're holding on to that. Somehow, the internet has has run away with this on us. What now, what was your what? Yeah, you, Pat, go ahead. And I got a couple of questions for you, Jay. First and foremost, uh, you didn't think that you were saying anything terribly original in that moment, did you? Not at all. Yeah. So, so not th- at all. Yeah. Those are sentiments that we agree that we've all heard. You were just articulating a thing that. Uh, it, many people feel it, you did not believe for a second that uh, you were going to be the main character of uh, tw- hardcore Twitter for what seems like an anodyne uh, statement of reality. Am I correct? Whole thing is insane and brutal at the same time. <laughs> now, my next question is knowing yeah. the internet, and you are not an internet guy, for people that don't know. Uh, Jay uh, exists mainly on the material plane dealing with uh, real life things, but uh, you have been on the internet. Uh, were you, that. Were you <laughs> shocked? Were you shocked at how uh, misinterpreted and then misrepresented you were? Yeah, I was Pat, bro. I was sincerely shocked. Like you could, I mean, if my wife was here, you could ask her. I mean, I, I, I was really shocked at like how far um, people were reaching to make up these things that I was implying. And um, I was pretty hilarious at first. I can't lie. We were cracking up reading some of the things just because I didn't. And, you know. I hope this this doesn't come off the wrong way, but I thought I said what I said very plainly and simply. Yeah. Um. So I I I was surprised Pat that it was misunderstood. Um. Yeah, and in such a way that was like so crazy that I'm implying that certain people don't deserve to go to shows or something like that. I I don't know. I you know some of it's confusing to me. We're gonna to be we're gonna work it. through it. We're we're all putting our yeah. thinking caps on. <laughs> Uh, let's get our Aristotle. Let's really do this. How did this come to be? Patrick, you got some theories. How did this happen? How did this spiral? Well, I, before before we get into that, I just want to say, Jay, uh, for our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Jay and I see each other maybe four times a year. And at, e- at each one of those occasions, he and I have a, a, a deeper conversation than you would presume. And this is to say that... Uh, 
maybe you've seen him in Pillars of Ivory or some shit, and you're like, uh, this guy, this guy likes uh, sticky bud uh, and moshing, and that's all you know <laughs> of the gentleman. But, which is true. Which is true. But yeah, nah. yeah. Guilty on both. Guilty yeah. on both charges. But the, my point is that. Um, but does he not like anything else because he didn't mention them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good point. Good point. Yeah. But w- w- my point here is that uh, I, w- before we start this conversation, I, and I'm sure it's not lost on our audience, but just in case somebody listens to this because you've made an appearance at, uh, after this, is I want people to understand that you are not a cardboard cutout of a hardcore kid. That is not you. You're a person, you're a multifaceted individual who has a real life that we don't got to get into, but it, it it's uh it, what made me sad about the presumptions is not because I know you it's, it was because I know you to be a thoughtful individual that was probably receiving some of these things and thinking, well, that's really unfair. <laughs> that's really unkind instead yeah. of being the, the inter cause Jay, what I'm trying to say with all this is that there is a, a type of personality that receives this sort of thing. And they're energized because they're they're it's any attention is good attention. Fuck, fuck you. I'm not thoughtful. I don't think about the criticisms I'm receiving. I'm that person. But you are not that person. <laughs> you are a person who considers the things being told to you and can be hurt by them. Yeah, Pat, that's well said. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's well said. That's a, a lot of how I feel. Yeah, I mean, like I said, some stuff like was just so crazy. You have to laugh at it. But there were a few things that I I stumbled across because after a while today, I just stopped checking social media. But I still had, you know, my maniac friends sending me this like, Yo, look at this, you know, <laughs> and sending me stuff. And um, um, the stuff that um, was being said about like that, implying that I was an ableist who don't think disabled people should have any space that shows. That one, you know, I'll be honest with you, Pat, um, that one kind of got to me a little just because um, I share this with you. I've talked about it before. You know, it's crazy that the world knows this, but um, I've talked about it. You know, my brother passed away when I was young. It was a big part of my life and a big part of my life struggle. And, you know, um, uh, he died because of his disability that he was born with. You know, and I think about him every day and I think about what he and my family went through every day. And the fact that someone would think that I'm implying that he should have been going to hardcore shows is kind of fucking ridiculous. Yo, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's just like I wasn't talking about those people at all. It feels a little depressing to even have to explain myself, because like I said, I, I thought I said what I said kind of plainly. Jay, I, I um, thought you said it more than plainly. I think you said it in a really compassionate, like forward-looking way. Uh, let me let me yeah. say this because you're given of yourself a, in a way that I think people need to understand. That's important and it's kind and it's un- it shouldn't be necessary. People shouldn't have to hear about these things that are deeply personal and something that I know as your friend is 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 an important piece of your life. Um, let me let me take it to a lighter space though. Yeah, definitely. Were you were you talking about a 30 something who has a recently born child <laughs> and can't go to shows? 
No, not at all, because that was me a lot in life. You know, right. I, you, you, I was that you've been guy. there. Yeah. Are you yeah. were you talking about the person who uh has a job that has located them six hundred miles from the closest place a hardcore show happens? No, not at all. No. Were, I was talking you, about uh people discovering hardcore for the first time on the internet. You know? And and bringing and saying, let's welcome them in Absolutely. this place. And that's the piece I wish people understood. And it's the joke I made. I said it to you earlier. I said it to these <laughs> guys. It's the like, yo, what's happening in this room is magic. It's special. I feel for people who don't get, haven't gotten to experience that. I will also say, let me be very revealing. I don't always feel great at a hardcore show. I'm a 41 year old. I I don't have. I'm a confident dude. I have plenty of friends. I got lots of people. But there's social anxieties and these things. But I'm not going to put that on me and say, hey, I have this thing. I don't think I do. But I'll tell you this. Sometimes there's the event where it's like, should I go to the show? Ah, no. And, and, you know, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with that. And I want everyone to know that's okay. And I don't think you were talking about people who have social anxiety either. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I was just just trying to push... Maybe some of the creative people, more creative people, uh, discovering hardcore to maybe uh, play a more part, to be more participants in the community yeah. than just uh, maybe because you know if if sometimes if the new people who are created aren't pushed a little to create, not to make new bands, not to make new zines, yeah. not to start new podcasts. We're good though. We don't need new podcasts. We're good though. It sounds corny, you know, on some like Rick to Life shit, but it will die, you know, it will eventually die. So you it'd know, be cool to see the new kids uh, get involved creatively and Tom, stuff like that. It's it. really cool. Tom said it, and I thought it was cool, and I kind of went off that and was thinking like, yo, maybe what you were saying is a is a, a little bit more of a nudge or a push to people. Like, yo, be the new person who comes in and does a new thing. I don't care what it is, and that's... Uh, it's one of the strives for me. It's one of the things that we hope to do. I want to say this. I see people do stuff for hardcore that doesn't ever get acknowledged. There's one dude I follow on on Instagram. I, I, I think his, his handle is my wife is going to kill me. Yeah. I find it. You know him. He's, he's a nice dude. He posts new music every day. Oh, yeah. He's finding new stuff constantly. He sends it to me because I responded. I'm like, yo, that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. And then he'll send me more stuff and be like, I listen to your podcast. I think you'll like this. That dude isn't doing a zine. I don't think he's putting on shows. I don't think he's making flyers. I don't know how many shows the dude is able to get to. I think he's a little bit older like us. He's exposed me to so much music. I know he exposes plenty of people to music. That's so cool. So this isn't even about an age thing, but it's like, we have the opportunity here, and I think you especially have this cool thing where you said something that it resonated with me. When I saw that video, I was just like, yo, this is so cool. This is what I wanted to hear when I was a 17-year-old and didn't know I could do shows and didn't know I could do a flyer and didn't think, yo, if I'm involved, this will be more fun. But that's, I think, the message you were trying to put out there. Definitely. Most definitely. And um, one thing that I stand by, though, um, first off, I, real quick, I'm, I'm not sorry about what I said. And I do stand by what I said. And I also don't regret um, the edge with what I said it with. You know, it's um, 
it's a hardcore show. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, hardcore. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, and I want to take it back what I said. Um, and I, and, and I obviously wasn't talking about all those hyper specific situations, you know what I mean? So now, now Jay, uh, yeah, I don't want to get you in trouble because you got a magnanimous way about you where you're, you're not trying to shit on anybody, even if probably, especially given, uh, your history and your brother, that maybe some of these things aroused some anger in you. So I, I don't want to bring that out of you. I'm not setting you up here. No, it's cool. It's cool. I'm so, not. I've been smoking weed for two hours. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so something we were talking about before you joined us. Mm-hmm. Um, how, uh, how sincerely uh, do we take some of these, uh, some of the people that came at your neck saying, oh, you mean I'm not allowed. Oh, you mean me? How, how do you, without putting words in your mouth, mm-hmm. do, you, do you see that as someone who's suffering from a little bit of main character syndrome? Do you see that as someone who's maybe hurting about something else and projecting onto you and you got some sympathy for you? Or do you see that as just a, a, a died in the wool clout monster that saw a pile on and, and decided to uh, grease themselves up and jump in? Mm. Yeah, it's well put again, Pat. Um, what I saw the most, um, you know, I saw a little bit of sincerity for some people that were more trying to see like all perspectives of things. But um, unfortunately, for the most part, for me, I saw people kind of um, people who couldn't wait to jump at an opportunity to get to the top of that ivory tower and punch yep. down, punch down. You know what I mean? And um, you know, I always knew that existed, but it was crazy to kind of see it over the last 24 hours. It was just like, well, you know, wait a minute. I'm, you know, I don't, it was, it was wild, man. I, I don't think most of it was sincere at all. Um, and you know, and I, and I gotta be real with you guys. I do think a lot of it was from, you know, I don't know why these people were getting so mad. Maybe they have some guilt or maybe they were the people I was talking about, you know? So I don't know. We we you talked know, about a thing not long ago where there seems to be something going on in the comment section on the internet on social media where people put in and go, and then I said <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's always a winner, huh? It's vicious, man, and I don't understand yeah. it. It's some really attention just, is a currency that a lot of people can't avoid and, and crave at all pieces. So Social media has given us the ability to become obsessed with ourselves. Just constantly allow us to hear the sound of our own voices without any interruption. And um, it's wild, man. Please Uh, promise me, Jay, that the next Mind Force record will not have a song about putting down your phones. Because I feel like that's what <laughs> Definitely in our forty in our forty, someone writes like, "Get put down the phone, touch grass." Uh, someone has to write nah. that song about like disconnecting nah. from the internet. You're too good. Oh for no, no, I PK. haven't even thought about a song or anything. For... PK, what you got? That's funny. Uh, well, I uh, I was just gonna say that I uh, I think that you have a, a good way about you because uh, so many of us would have gotten right to the internet. And tried to fight off five hundred people, and and, and oh, and I I wrote a few responses that I deleted. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, now, uh, 
I think that there's a phenomenon. I've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, my feeling on things is uh, it's, it's difficult to hurt me with things that people say, because I'm aware of my flaws and, uh, and uh, somebody else being aware of them doesn't scare me. But when people will jump to the most hurtful thing that they can say, I, I'm hurt by their effort to hurt me. You know what I mean? Like I'm hurt by, I'm hurt that you would go there. I'm hurt that mm-hmm. that would enter yes. your mind. And, uh, I, I felt for you today because I thought, Oh, yeah. Jay is, Jay is getting the, the reminder that there's people who, uh, like he's not, he, as you said, you stand on what you said and you said it, uh, in good faith. It wasn't how some people chose to read it. So you're not going to apologize. How, however, you had that experience today where you go, Oh shit. Um, some people just want to see if they can hurt me. And that's a fucking, that's a <laughs> fucking crazy reality. Like uh, I, the way that I thought about it the other day was what if, what if you saw somebody walk past somebody on the sidewalk and slash them? And then your first impulse was to be like, Oh shit, I can get in a slashing. You, you know drop that? the knife. Let me get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I've, I've seen that in fights at hardcore shows. Oh, they're all punching this guy. I can punch him too. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's whack, man. Uh, The the internet has made people very lonely. Mm -hmm. And I always like when I I don't, there must be like a a term for it at this point, but like how many times have you seen like a famous person die? Right. Whether it be fucking Betty White or fucking someone much younger. That people act like their fucking brother, like their cousin died, their aunt died. Like, they act like they have because yep. they use that fucking second to get their shit out that they can't get out otherwise. So like yep. Jay, by not naming like enumerating like like with the fucking Bill of Rights, like every single person that he was not mentioning, that was their chance to be like, here's my shot to to get some fucking likes, some retweets, someone responding to me. Like it's just like you the the contortions that went on to a number one a fucking twenty second statement yep. taken out of context at a hardcore show. No music was involved in it. Just fucking Jay talking for twenty seconds. Like to be able to meld that into something like I'm offended. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I yeah. can't believe that Jay makes fucking blue shirts. I'm colorblind, so I don't see the value of those blue shirts. <laughs> and why can't he just make a black shirt with white ink on it for once for me? You made such a good point. The amount of labor, like you're going to start getting invoices because they're going to be like, yo, I had to work so hard to figure out to make your statement offensive, Jay. So <laughs> yeah, figure out how to be offended. There's people out there that say offensive shit. I, uh, yeah, no, yeah. That are directed at people. No, but I mean, people that still say the fucking F slur, people oh, that sure. fucking say the yeah. R slur, there's people out there that are fucking saying stuff, but like, is anyone coming for them? Or is it because they, do they come for Jay because he's a fucking gregarious, nice fucking dude? He's okay. A man of the fucking people. So, if this was somebody else that would fucking put a gun to your fucking neck, you wouldn't say a word. So, so you, you, you bring up a really good point. And Thank you. I do that every once in a while. Here and there. Not a lot. <laughs> but. What it is is nobody looks at Jay and says that's a soft guy, but no. they do. But they do say that's a soft that that's a soft target because this man will not break my jaw. You know what I mean? I mean and I good. think that good, I th- yeah. No, I'm not taking everyone I'm not with taking a jaw. 
Only with I'm not, I'm not taking shit away from, but I'm just saying when you know the difference, people can see the difference between someone that is like, you know what? Nah, I'm not going to do it here versus somebody that they're like, you know what? I bet this guy's really good to his child. He's not going to fucking beat me up. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know that's what right. I mean? And, and straight up, I think that's the most goonish internet shit. Like, and we're talking about skinny goons, by the way, we're not talking about the, we're not talking about the rough ones. We're talking about skinny goons that are like sitting around going, you know what? This is the fucking guy today. These and, are the shots I, I hate, can take. Yep. I hate that bullshit. Uh, you got, you yeah. got, that, why, you got the mix. You got the, the person soft targeting as well as uh, the, the people who go on YouTube and make rip videos immediately following someone's death. you got all of it. People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Were you that upset that Betty White died? I yeah, I was torn. Hey, come up. on, though. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't mind. I, I am an easy target. I don't mind being a target. I'm, I got. I'm a harder target to penetrate than some might think. It's cool. They can, they can keep it coming. No, uh, you know why? Because I think, I yeah, think you, you present the way you are. Smart dude. Yeah, stuff. Been through stuff. Cares about stuff. A willing, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm not even gonna go on the target side, but I'm gonna say there are the the level of commentary came out in this vicious way. As your friend, I'm happy that we got a chance to talk about this and and let you say a little bit uh, because I feel like it was completely undue. I'm glad you're standing on what you say. I think I speak for all three of us, and we all stand on exactly what you said. Yep. Thank the you guys. Mis the misinterpretations of it are are outrageous, and we open people to the video to the highest level of scrutiny. Please review the yeah. video. Um. Yeah. What's up, Pat? Oh, I I was just gonna add. Uh, don't bother. I'm putting this out in the ether. Yeah. Don't bother doing this to me, people. <laughs> because because I say uh, the thing that. It's for whom the bell tolls when oh, I was watching shit. Jay get Jay get murdered online. Cause I go, <laughs> I go, yo, I they crucified I, me. I, well, I said I was like, you know, like at our show in, in San Diego, I was like, I was like, all right, everybody, whip out your phones because I'm about to say something that might be racist. And like, <laughs> and, and like people are like, oh, and I was like, yo, I just I love like because we had a Mexican dude in the van for however long. And I was like, yo, I love talking like a Mexican. It's fucking fun. People, <laughs> have, their, people have their fucking phones out. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, and afterwards, somebody was like, oh, you made me so nervous with where you were going there. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, yo, it shouldn't make you nervous. You know why? No. Because any fucking person with a brain in their heads knows who I am just by virtue of what I've put out in the world. And anybody that chooses to ignore that is welcome to, you know what I mean? That's just what it is. Now, this is all to say, I guarantee I will say something actually, actually fucked up before this is all said and done. And don't bother coming for me because if you're coming for somebody that says something that is open hearted and not intended to offend and you're going to come for me in the same spirit. Just don't bother. It's I know it's bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just bullshit. Yeah. yeah Jay, man. Before before you go, I want to let yeah. you get your. I want to let you. If you got anything else you want to get off your chest, Tom, same thing. But you told the story. I think it was from the same show, if I'm correct, where you were telling people to move up. Can you tell that <laughs> yeah. story? Because I think it helps illuminate some context here. 
before and then if you got anything else please say it because we don't want to keep you all night yeah yeah no um no there was a giant horseshoe at the show and, and every every show i gotta beg people to move up and you know i understand why there's a horseshoe all the reasons but it doesn't mean i don't want you to move up so blah, blah, blah. So all the kids are moving up and I'm having to say it a little more than usual, you know, and I'm like, listen, guys, please come on, show, move up, please take a few steps up. Everybody kind of moves up. And then I see this kid who's pretty close, but he's not all the way up. And he has a cast on his leg. Shout out to him. If he's listening, he's got a cast on his leg. Right. And he kind of, he kind of look, gives me this look like, come on. I, he points at his cast. He's like, I got to move up. <laughs> and I said to him, I said to him, well, no, not you. <laughs> you got to move back. Get this guy behind the merch table. Right. You know what I mean? This is not pertaining to you, obviously. You have a cast. On. You know, it's like it's like if there was a like, people think I'm talking to the pregnant woman in the room to get in the pit. Like it's like, guys, like and, and that pertains to my point. You got to get off the Internet a little. Yeah. And if you're able to, you got to try to experience life and um also too the other reason why it didn't get to me maybe as much as it should have today is when i clicked on some of the people saying like the craziest shit they're like alternative rock fans like heavy metal they're 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 like not who i was talking to yeah you know like they're 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 like well, anybody can be a fan, and and that's the whole thing. It's like I'm not talking about being a fan, and like, and that's where it's like it's two worlds colliding. And I guess it's one of the negative aspects to more people getting to know the genre or your band or whatever. But I mean, that's, it's crazy. I think you said everything right there. Where, well, not you. You got to move to the back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and that's the kinda, thing. Kinda I looked at me like. I'm like, dude, come on, go over to the back, Avi. Get please, in the corner, please. You please don't need show, another baby. broken leg. What are we doing? <laughs> I, I, there's cognitive dissonance, and then there's people trying to make a thing that it wasn't. Um, I guess we're gonna we're gonna have you come back and sit in our dorm room conversation of what what makes somebody uh, a hardcore kid versus just a fan of hardcore. Are those two different things? Mm. Do they coexist? Is it the same thing? And and look no one is telling anyone that they have to be involved and go to shows and do the things just try it but we're telling you if you do it you probably like it and if you do it and you like it the four blue checks on this screen saying you'll you'll take a lot more out of it than you could ever imagine and that's yeah. that's the point of it Unf- well said. Unfortunately, Jay didn't have like 25 minutes uh, between songs to really go in through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, if I could just leave you with one thing, and please, um, and then I'll and then I'll um, uh, now you can you can enjoy hardcore through your computer for the rest of your life if you want. That's great for you. All right, but. What you're experiencing watching that show through that computer. And again, I have to do the preamble with this. I'm not talking about hyper-specific situations or anything. I'm talking yeah. about people who are able to. Right, if you the can people, access it. And- yeah, if you can, yeah. Um, if you can. 
if you're just going to watch it through your computer, you can think it's the same, but it's not. No, no. It, it, I, that, yeah. that should be clear, yeah. And, and on that note, fellas, have a great night. Thank you, Jeff. I'm out. All love, brother. Peace, Thank brothers. you very much. Love you guys. Love you, brother. And, and, and much love to all my haters. Much love. I wish you the best. <laughs> peace, peace. Peace. peace Jay. Uh, gentlemen, before we get out, uh, can I just throw one more piece of internet uh, thing at you? Please, real quick on that. I hope everybody understands it. Like, Jay's, Jay's a friend to us, so obviously we're here. We're, you know, doing the cape and thing, but I don't think we needed to. We really wanted to talk about it like we would have if we didn't know Jay. I'm sure if this was Tim from Kalamazoo, we'd probably have similar things to say on the holistic version because I know I've felt it when I've seen people I don't know getting crucified, getting roasted, getting really torn up by people. Remember what when somebody... Oh yeah, I, I, two I, or three times. I've been, yeah, I've been, ro- I've been roasted. Remember we got roasted about the Sage Dog comment? Oh my uh, god! And it'll happen again, everybody. You know why? Because I talk a lot. And you know what happens when you talk a lot? Exactly. Words come <laughs> out. And you know what happens when words come out? Sometimes not the right ones. Sometimes okay. not in the right order. Sometimes, sometimes things aren't even a complete thought. They just entered your head right that second, and you mm-hmm. said, "Oh," you, and it came out the same way that you do in conversations. Oh, hopefully, all day, you do. And if you don't, day. I feel sad for you. I'm not mad at you, but I feel sad for you. Agreed. Allow thoughts to come out and express them. Oh my God. Patrick, you have some other internet for us. Give it. Uh, this is just, Bob, this is really one for you because it's a style of music you enjoy more than Tom and I, but mm. uh, a military gun tweet that I thought was something we've talked about, but <laughs> he did it like a dick. Uh, imagine a modern youth crew band with members who were younger than 35. That would really upset people. Now, oh, man. I didn't see this one. Now, this is a fair tweet. That close, because that, it's, that, that's close. The blade hits it, tight. It's, oh. Yes. Yes. Close, so, close to the bone. So uh, here's the thing. Uh, I, uh, I'm i with Tommy from Anxious for the last however many weeks, right? Born in 2001 or two. Bo- born in oh, 2001. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his. Uh, I think he might have been late in that. Damn. Yeah. Anyways, no, it was, yeah. Two, it, was, it was 2002. I want to say it's that 2002. Yeah. You know why? Because his mother his, his sorry, everybody. This is his yeah. story, not mine. Uh I think that his mother found out she was pregnant, maybe even on nine 11. So like, right. it, okay, it, there we go. Yeah. That so, makes sense. So, um, okay. Uh, Tommy's 20 and Tommy loves hardcore and Tommy loves hardcore. That is, uh, of a, of a type that is, uh, to my ear, even dated. And that's shout, out, shout out, Tommy, shout out anxious and broken vow. So that's the stuff that I grew up on to a large degree. We're talking about, uh, kind of like the earth crises, but also the European flavor of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loves that metallic tinged hardcore that doesn't uh, fully tilt into metalcore, right? And uh, loves the culture around it, loves uh, even the goofy fucking apparel, right? Although I will say, this is you ever, this is an aside, and everybody that listens to this knows that we have a lot of respect for Jake Bannon of Converge. A, a lot of respect. When I showed a couple of the kids in anxious, the promise demo, they looked at it and said, wolf. And (laughs) it's because it's that the art that Jake was doing at that time is going to come back around as something that we all say, Oh, that was very emblematic of the time in a good way. 
but right now it still has the kind of like oh that's that's that era and i can i can so readily recognize it that i immediately have a feeling about it do you know what i mean which i think is interesting but what is that a skull time? with the wings or something yeah yeah yeah, it's a little yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was a time um yes so so but, what ian was hitting at please go ahead so uh it this is all to say uh tommy likes a style of music that is to me dated but he loves it and there are kids playing that type of music now i think more than the last 10 years bob with a little bit more of a a, a, a finger on the pulse of youth group i've asked uh-huh. you before i'm gonna i'm gonna i asked yeah. you before i'm gonna ask you again when 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 man it's tough <laughs> i can um, only laugh because i don't now. give a fuck about this time. no i know <laughs> so so we talked about it a little bit more so you know what we've had the conversation of uh it's been a while since we've had it because I, you know, I, I really feel differently. You know, we just had a conversation with Jay. Jay's our age. He's in one of the best hardcore bands going right now. Full stop. Age doesn't matter. Patrick, you're 435 years old and drug church rips, put on killer live shows. Uh, you know, and you somehow do it without your back being fucked up. Good work. Yeah. Fiddlehead. Uh, clean, clean, clean living. Fiddlehead. Ah, fiddlehead, Angel, whatever. No, Fiddlehead, Angel Dust. Yeah, we, fiddlehead. When we Angel play, Dust, busts. When we play fiddlehead, with those bands, old man. No. When we play with those bands, it's like, yo, uh, it, it, there's a different thing to old people now. Uh, old people are doing, uh, I mean. We're staying younger. We're all in the yeah. Le- LeBron James. Yeah. So all ages on both ends. Yeah. So the thing is, though, uh, if you guys. That's kind of weird. I don't know if either. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you guys familiar with Inspector Gadget? Oh, yeah. Yes. So who's the bad guy? In this Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. Always petting the cat. Always petting the cat right at the end. Yeah, hold on. Let's get Tom's gadget again. Hold on. Do that, please. I thought that was pretty good, right? It was really good. Yeah, do, 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 Dr. That was so good. This is why we need This is why we need a soundboard so we can have drops of that. That's so yeah, good. Um, that's true. So, and I talk about petting the bunny, petting the cat, you know, petting it too hard and killing it because mm. if you're not gentle and you pet something, you kill it. You, you love it to death. Yep. Mm. And I, I've talked about that. I'm like, I'm worried actively, actively, <laughs> but it's a thing I thought is, is involvement from people older hurting younger people, turning hardcore into whatever it will be with them, for them, by them, uh, mixed mixed and we're seeing a really beautiful thing where those things are mixing today and intermixing and intermingling and that's kind of cool and a neat outlay of that and you know maybe we'll talk about that more later on down the line but with youth crew style stuff that might be my argument that it kind of happened and there is stylistic like yo like so youth crew style stuff, you know, a lot of late eighties rev, whatever, et cetera, stuff that, that it, it was hot. And by 90, it was starting to fizzle out and kind of went away mostly until the mid late nineties, 95, 96, 97, you know, pops, um, few, few little bursts in the two thousands, uh, in the late two thousands, a little, little poppings, uh, you have something like mindset, you know, at different times through that period, there's a single, like one torchbearer. Early 90s, you have mouthpiece who sonically don't sound totally like the 
late 80s stuff, but were 1000% inspired by that energy and all of it, you know, and, you know, uh, that that is what it was. In the early 2000s, there weren't many bands like that, except there was the first step who were able to really kind of hit the sound and the energy. Uh, then you get a little bubble here in the 2000s. There's a few bands, depending on how you want to frame it. Some of the walking out stuff lean that way. Um, some of the, you know, uh, Youngblood had some stuff. Rivalry had some stuff, depending on which way you take it. More in the turning point. And then you have the 2010s. And I think you have Mindset. Again, single band Torchbearer. Since Mindset stopped, I don't know if there's been a single one who's done more than a demo-ish of that level of material. Um, I'll shout out Last Straw. I think Last Straw does a good job, and that's the fellas from Anxious doing their straight-edge, fast Connecticut, you know, youth crew kind of thing. But that's purely a project. You know, it's something they love, but it's just a project. Um, So... Is it now? Even think about Tommy. He loves a lot of that stuff. His band Broken Vow is a lot more on that victory new age tip, you know? Sure. Um, and I, you know, if we look back at that, look at the stuff, you know, Eco Strike, Magnitude, uh, the, the straight edge stuff that's been popular over the past five to seven years. Uh, not an ounce of floor punch, not an ounce of 10 yard fight, not an ounce of in my eyes, you know, as far as foundation one, where I have heart. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I think about those bands, they're not, I I don't think there's a soul on earth who would have called to have heart youth crew. No, there is. There is. Uh, so, so foundation, I would not obviously, but have heart, I think the very beginnings of have heart, I think maybe the very beginnings, you can say that those were at least youth crew inspired songs. I think you could say that. Well, well, and that's the thing is that that's kind of fun and interesting is the entire new age catalog was youth crew inspired. Strife is youth crew inspired. Uh, Listen, strife is the elements of strife. I don't like are the copious uh, helpings of fucking youth crew in there. Yes. And honestly, I was listening to some magnitude today who borrows, uh, you know, from strife and, there is you you can even hear those elements filtered down through because if I was if I was magnitude, I would those are the sections of strife I would lose. You know what I mean? I would say <laughs> I would say no, we don't need those. No, but you but, can hear it filtered through. And I mean, you know, you hear it it's sort of even in all that stuff, like I actually had a thought the other day. I was like, Oh, we should do a West Coast early nineties straight edge episode where we go through and talk about outspoken, unbroken, undertow. Uh, I can't uh, say about the baselines. Fuck. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, you know what? I, I had a conversation the other, literally two days ago, about how the the, uh, the Undertow LP is a singularly brilliant piece of work. This was a yeah. green room conversation about how because somebody said about? no, I don't fuck with it. And oh. I honestly, it might have been Grady of uh, of anxious. It might. It, it might not. Been. Yeah, it, he might. It, it, it was. It was two of us going. No, no, no. That really that good. record fucking. Oh, I'm bounces. curious about that. All right, if it was Grady, we'll have a conversation when I see him. Um, but no, I agree. And but I think there's a this entire like, uh, non youth crew ninety to ninety six West Coast straight edge thing that is under talked about even by us, and we talk about yeah. that stuff a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of funny nooks and crannies of it. Um, a, a personal favorite course of disapproval that gets almost no talk and no love. Uh. 
but I, I really like. But no, a lot of that stuff is youth crew inspired, and then it reaches its tendrils. Even yo, look, if you listen to Early Integrity, it's youth crew inspired in structures in the sure, way they sure. did. They just were like, yo, you know what, Rips Slayer, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, I'll yeah. That's right. And so, and they were like, you know what? We're from Cleveland, so we're a little bit dirty. Uh, so we're going to put that in our rock music. No offense, Cleveland. I know not everybody in Cleveland's dirty. I said it in a nice way. Um, but anyways, I, I, I um, uh, Ian Shelton is right on that one. No question. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's a tough thing because it is the most, most youth pride, youth energy oriented of the hardcore but that doesn't ring true when the people doing it are mostly older. Yeah. Stuff. Stuff. How many if I do... people would you say like exist in the United States of America right now? Like full Ten... on oh. t-shirt over sweatshirt. Oh, 500. You well, think that many? I think, I think in a country of 350 million, I hope there's 500. Otherwise... Too many. I haven't seen them at a show in a long time. It's like it went the way of spiky punk. You don't yeah, see spiky jacket punk walking you know? down St. Mark's anymore, buddy. I know. Um, it is. Uh, maybe it's evolved. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just evolved into uh, athleisure core. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, wow. Like, it's not champion. It's Lululemon now. Yo, there was somebody at the show yesterday in pure athleisure, and they stuck out so, like, I, from the corner of my eye, I see, like, now all types of people come to our shows. Now mm-hmm. I don't. Nobody. Nobody is like a sore thumb. Yep. But but I saw somebody in pure athleisure, and I I went like this. Let me dub it right here. Athleisure core. It is a thing. It is a look. We see it across spectrum. I've seen crusty athleisure core. Oh, mm. I see. I see hella at crusty athleisure core. Good look, to be honest. They mm. pull it well. Um. I see what could have been the like, oh, like if I'm being real, the evolved youth crew to athleisure look pretty solid. You fit you you have a good style. Um, I there's some athleisure on the heavier side of things, the the beat down. It's a little more like power lifter athleisure. Yeah, yeah. Been you around know, like, athleisure core. Where where oh, is yeah. where is and one core? I'm waiting for it. I got a couple of those hoodies in a box in my ass. So. <laughs> Like I got good ones. The fleece with like the amazing mm-hmm. the shorts. The, sh- the uh, I I terry cloth hoodie fully. Oh, wow. Um, what is, it's the uh, big hoop hooked uh, embroidered and one dude. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, still got it. Very cool. It's big Johnson yeah. core. Uh, <laughs> I th- I think Justice actually brought some of that back. Uh, no, he did big dogs. He did big, big dogs. dogs. Oh my! David can't uh, run with the big dogs. Stay on the porch. So look here. Here's what we're going for. Galaxy brain, like Ian Shelton, calling out some pretty good things there. That's an interesting conversation. Um, and let's leave the small brain uh, misinterpreting a very well said, completely misinterpreted speech by our buddy Jay. Leave that shit on the curb. Throw it out. Throw the trash on the curb. Do you look back at the trash when you throw it out? No, you don't. Leave it there. Um, let me read you guys the text from Amanda who overheard us recording. She never comments on what we talk about. Never, ever, <laughs> ever. Her conversation, she goes, are you talking about whether it is okay for people with social anxiety to not go to hardcore shows if they don't want to? Me, 
there's a ridiculous sadly yes there's a thing in hardcore right now she goes that sounds so dumb everyone should just like do what they want is that not the entire point you know yeah say no more (laughs) 